Hello and welcome to Ruth Bears Witness, the podcast, where you can listen to the stories that I've written in my blog posts. Thank you for joining me today for my blog post entitled, America's Crumbling Whitewashed Walls. This week, just like any other, I find myself caught up in a schizophrenic world. One part of America is suffering from a state of extreme denial, believing from every conscious and subconscious level that its sense of power and control is somehow at stake. It inhumanely characterizes the cries of the oppressed as quote-unquote noise. On the other hand, I see groups of Americans grieving and traumatized from images of brown boys and men murdered as some police officers give themselves the authority to be judge, jury, and executioners of brown bodies. Then the media, the law enforcement agencies, and judicial system all uphold this usurped authority and report this information as though these misdemeanors or innocent activities somehow deserved death rather than due process. This is the epitome of systemic racism. But let me be clear, I hold utmost respect for all police officers who do their jobs equitably and honorably, but that doesn't mean that the ones who don't shouldn't be held accountable. There was a time before I began to unlearn and see when I would have clung to the belonging in the first group and believed everything cable news or my pastors told me. For 20 years, I've allowed God to whittle down the white supremacy that affected how I saw the world, and I will allow him to until I reach heaven. I will define white supremacy as the spiritual, evil stronghold and rationale that has impacted Western culture crowning whiteness at the top of a racial hierarchy and darker-skinned people as less human in order to substantiate the slave labor and continued exploitation of black and brown people for centuries. We have not dealt with this evil properly in ourselves and in our culture. So it blinds white people and rots the very foundations of our American society. Now that I see it, I can't unsee it, and this makes me accountable for what I know and I am compelled to speak the truth. God have mercy. Ezekiel 13, 10 and 11 says, because they lead my people astray, saying peace when there is no peace, and because when a flimsy wall is built, they cover it with whitewash. Therefore tell those who cover it with whitewash that it is going to fall. We have a serious problem false prophets among white folks who whitewash our nation's crumbling walls to cover the brokenness. Prophets have been with us for millennia, speaking out about the ills of society by telling us what is wrong, why the problems are here, and how to fix them. So for 2021, a prophet is any influential person commentating on our current events. Many white Christians and a tiny handful of people of color believe the words of these false prophets because their words speak to their deepest fears and uphold white people's need to believe in America's inherent greatness. I had to believe this for a long time myself. They believe that they can have an opinion on the plight of black people, and most often this opinion blames, vilifies, and dehumanizes brown bodies. They also excuse and condone injustice and violence committed by white perpetrators. White and black people's neighborhoods are mostly segregated from one another. So the prophets are counting on the fact that white and black worlds will rarely collide and white people will never know the difference. 
These false prophets are propagandists who want you to believe everything is fine for everyone here in the United States since we live in a country where, quote-unquote, all men are created equal. But the truth is, these opinions about black folks are mostly based on myths and their needs and interests are falsely represented. The biggest travesty is that they mistake their misinformed opinions with what is actually a choice. White people can choose whether or not they will hear the cries of the oppressed in our country, or not. They can choose to do the work to learn more about systemic racism in the legal, housing, banking, academic, medical, prison, all these industries, or they can continue life as they always have known it. They can choose to let false prophets tell them any tired old thing about black people, or they can educate themselves about problems for people of color in their own communities and the deeply entrenched histories surrounding those problems. As I said before, the people crying out for justice are characterized as noisemakers, according to the false prophets. It reminds me of the two blind men making noise in Matthew 20. They heard a crowd of people following Jesus outside Jericho, and the two men, stuck in the margins of society, repeatedly cried out to get Jesus' attention. The crowd tried to shut the two blind men up, but Jesus, he walks over to them and addresses them. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, we want our sight, they answer. Jesus immediately had compassion on them and touched their eyes. They were healed and they followed after him. Jesus did not ask the crowd what the blind men wanted. But that is what we do when we listen to false prophets. And they tell you things that no one is actually saying. Jesus came near and he shut the crowd down, stopping everything to hear what the blind men needed to say. They only asked for what was needed to restore them into society, and they knew that sight was something that was rightfully theirs to have, just like everyone else. They had eyes but no sight, and Jesus touched the very place needing restoration. That is all the oppressed are asking for, a viable place in our midst with their human rights acknowledged. They ask knowing full well that these things are already rightfully theirs, but denied by the evils of white supremacy. So ask yourself, are you the crowd rebuking the oppressed? Or are you the hands and feet of Jesus, drawing near to ask and listen for what is needed? My children have friends who have been traumatized by police officers over mistaken identity. Doors kicked in, children violently shoved to the floor with a cold gun pressed into their bodies. The extreme trauma, only exacerbated by images seen on TV similar to their own, very real experiences leave them wrecked and constantly fearful. I rue the day my son has an encounter with law enforcement. I have fed kids who don't usually know where their next meal comes from since their parents are so poor, yet work three to four jobs between them. I've watched as judges pass down verdicts on birth mothers whose children have been in my foster care and did not need to be because after a tragic accident, they were deemed unfit mothers and charged with a crime they did not commit, while no one ever performs an actual investigation. 
I've sat and cried with too many mothers who can't get out of the cycle of poverty because their husbands left and their parents died and they have no inheritance to support system to raise their kids. I love people who cannot even leave their home without being harassed all the time, nearly everywhere they go. And the stories I can tell of my own family's encounters with systemic racism are countless. If you lived this close to or within a world that operates like this, you would know that hundreds of thousands of people of color and multiracial families are not just imagining the atrocities or the oppression. There's no opinion on whether this actually happens. All you have to do is start digging. And once you start digging, you can spend a lifetime unraveling the lie America lives in. It's real, and all too many BIPOC or Black Indigenous people of color don't have a choice except to live with it. And then, white people tell them it isn't real. If Jesus is willing to listen to just two blind men, why won't you open your eyes and ears to hundreds of thousands suffering in our midst? But then I imagine the ordinary people in my life who actually have incredible power and influence using these very tools to defend and protect the marginalized among us. And I can, I can see a very different world as possible, if only they would. What if white people spent less energy propping up their whitewashed walls, faced the truth about America, and became what the prophet Isaiah describes as repairers of broken walls in chapter 58 of Isaiah. I can see faces in my mind that would be unstoppable if they took up the cause of the oppressed with Jesus blazing in their eyes, but they haven't yet. For how long do we wait? What if they honestly ask God to show them what it is they are blind to, and he did? And then what if he touched their eyes anointing with the greatest task of their lives because this is what honoring the Imago Dei in the kingdom of God is all about. Our country would actually look the way white people imagine it to be for everyone, except maybe even better. The kingdom of God is among us, but it is up to us to ask God and then allow him to unveil our blind eyes. It is up to us to choose wisely which prophets we listen to to whitewash or to repair these crumbling walls. To read or listen to more Ruth Bear's Witness stories, visit ruthbearswitness.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining me today, and God bless.